What's going on, everybody? This is your host, Alexi Felix, on Chaos in Christ podcast, and I appreciate you taking the time to hear me talk. And hopefully, it gives you some sort of encouragement, some sort of inspiration, and it drives you to Christ, right? It just makes you see Him and makes you want and desire His Word and to grow in Jesus. So, that's my hope, that's my prayer, and I know that life is chaotic. I know what it's like on a personal level. You can see what it's like in a cultural level. And here's the thing. I think that's just always going to be with us while we are here on this earth. So we might as well get with it, but know that we are not alone. We are in Christ and he is with us. If indeed you are in Christ. All right, guys, uh, today going to be talking about the chaos of just dealing with the consequences of your actions and decisions and how it strains the relationship uh, that you might be in. I'm going to share with you a little bit of a personal story. I try not to do those too much, but it is a a story that God has been obviously working on me. And it's just something that I could just relate. Uh, The other day I had a co an old co-worker of mine, a good, you know, buddy who shared something very similar to what he was dealing with. And I have to, like, I had to relate. And so it just makes me realize that maybe I'm not alone out there, right? Maybe I'm not the only one doing this or dealing with this. But God uses anything and everything, in my opinion, if he has called you, if he has chosen to elect you and to save you by grace through faith, he's going to get your attention one way or another. Sometimes that is, uh, you know, traumatic experiences, you know, near-life death experiences where you could literally come out of a car accident or motorcycle accident or some freak accident, right? Alive, not necessarily unscathed, but, you know, alive enough to know that that you're here by grace and changes need to happen, okay? Other times it's, you know, another traumatic experience, but it could be like a drug overdose that'll wake you up, uh, a sudden news of being told that you have an illness that it's terminal and... All of a sudden, you have an expiration date on your life, even though that was always true, but now you can truly feel it and see it and know that it's a lot nearer than you wanted to know. Things of that nature. God uses anything and everything to grab our attention if indeed he desires to wake us up and to expose our our sins to ourselves for us to be able to see it and then turn to him. I mean, he does these things. He does. Uh, me personally, I think I, I became a Christian. Well, at least I believe I became a Christian when I was like 14 years old. I started going to church just because I was uh, in middle school dating a girl who was going to a youth group who, <laughs> oh my gosh, it's embarrassing to admit, but she was actually with someone else. She had a boyfriend, but we were we were doing that thing. We were a mess, hot mess, young kids just being dumb, but... I went to church for that very reason, and I would go, and I didn't, you know, nothing much happened, nothing changed or, or whatever. But as I continued to pursue and go, I, I started to, you know, hear and listen and hear the the preaching of a youth pastor that uh, I have a lot of love and respect for. I don't know where he's at in life, but I do pray for him. Um, and I was, I think, at some point. People were telling me, you know, are you saved? Are you saved? And I didn't know what the heck I was saved from, but 
it was something I did where I, I prayed a prayer and everybody was all excited to find out if I was saved. And I was like, oh, yeah, I guess I'm saved. And, and psh, what a, an experience of joy on something I had absolutely no idea what I was saved from. It was such a funny time. But for many years, though, I struggled. And I even questioned truly if there was any real conversion. I believe that there was because no matter how far in sin I went and left the church and became so in, involved with the world, I still had this this conviction in my heart that I could not walk away from the things of God or, or discussing His Word in the Scriptures. I fell in love with studying theology or the Bible. I love speaking about it and... I would find myself in the worst situations in such a, a a horrible predicament, not thinking I should have any right to talk about God with anyone, anyone. But for many, many years, I struggled with deep sins of sexual immorality, being um, just a, a straight out there, you know, just pursuing that type of illicit relationships. And I was just a hot mess, okay? Just a mess upon a mess and I was I was wretched and God needed to really shape me up. And I've had many people in my life, you know, just come alongside me in random ways to, you know, get me back on course. God was using different men and women to remind me that he was God and that he had chosen me and has opened my eyes outside of this this fallen nature of myself. Um it was just I could never run away. I could just never run away and I tried, but I couldn't, and that was just that's been the trajectory of my life. But it, it got it got worse. It got worse. I started to work for a gym that plunged me into a world where I should not have been. Uh, but it was it led. I mean, I, I got there based on. I mean, I, there's so much backstory. I I don't want to overwhelm you guys because. I'm trying to get to the point of this whole episode. And eventually in due time, you'll get it off from me. All that to say is, you know, I met someone and she and I eventually had our, our daughter, but we're not married. And to this day, things are, are just not right. Those are all blamed on me. I mean, I have to take personal responsibility. Uh, there was just stuff I have done that, that was wrong. And I had to face the fact that I was going to lose my family. All right, that's really what I'm trying to get to. I was going to lose my family. People don't understand how painful that is unless you are a father and you've had to go through a separation and you know that your child is not going to be living with you. Then you understand what I'm talking about. But even even if you're not, you know, you don't have a child with this person, but you don't want to lose this person, but you know you did something wrong, you've done wrong things. At that point, you realize you messed up, but the consequences are very real, and you have to face up to it. And what do we do at that moment? We we look for God. We look for a change in ourselves because now we start to do some deep self-reflection, and that's what I was doing. In the year 2020, January 1st, I finally confessed the deep, dark sins uh, that I was holding within me to, to family members that I needed help with. And, and I saw the, the separation that it was causing between me and my daughter's mother. And the damage was done. And I was in a very dark place. Very, very dark place. I hated myself. It was like I could not 
stand who I was, but I still pursued these things that held me bondage. I was addicted to these sins and the sin would not let me go and I would not let it go. I I wanted it, but every time I pursued it and accomplished these sins, it left me feeling emptier and emptier and eventually just dark. And I couldn't, I mean, I just did not like myself, did not like myself. But it caused strain and it caused pain. And I I realized what was happening and God was using it all. He was allowing it all. Because at one, it's my it was my doing. I did these things. These are the consequences of my actions. It's my fault. I have to just say that out loud and just say it is my fault. How she wants to act towards me afterwards is just a direct response of how I've been treating her. But everything I've done up until now has always been within my own hands. And if you haven't figured it out yet, anytime you take matters into your own hands, you don't acknowledge God, you don't care for God, I promise you, your life isn't going the way you would probably like it to go. It's There's a lot of chaos there. There's a lot of turmoil. There's a lot of pain. You're about to lose that loved one. You're about to deal with the consequences of your actions. And what we want is to run back to God to make it right. Now, I've been there. And I feel feel you. I understand where you're coming from. And look, I I am grateful that if you are in the position where you feel like God is is starting to open your eyes up to yourself... To the person that you are and have been and the deep-rooted problems that lie within you that causes all these decisions to take place, then obviously God is trying to open your eyes. God is using this situation to draw you back to Him. But it's not so that way you can make sure that this relationship is saved. Because it might be the case that God doesn't see any honor in that relationship. And that's probably what we don't want to hear the most. See, I don't want to hear the fact that I'm actually not going to be able to live with my kiddo in my home. I just, you have no idea how much that kills me. And I wouldn't be willing to sacrifice all personal joy and all desire to have a real family and more kids. If if only to just do right by my one kid and just keep my family intact. And I was willing to do that, letting go of opportunities and, and shutting up my heart for anything else in order that I could save what I believe needs to, to be saved. And you know what? As a man, I don't want to start something and not finish it, right? I, I started a family. I want to be a father to my daughter and then eventually a husband to my wife. But I made decisions. I did that. That's on me. It's on my shoulders. I can't blame anyone else. Definitely can't blame God. You can blame the devil for tempting you, but you took the temptation, you took the bait, and you lived that life. The consequences are still coming. But here is what I'm trying to tell you. is good news is God desires to forgive you and to draw you back to his son. But you have to understand it's not so that way you can start sleeping with your girl again and you know she's happier with you, but there is no true repentance. There is no true change of the heart. You have no desire for holiness for Christ whatsoever. You just wanted the personal development aspect of it. And that's the problem with 
so many, especially mainly in America. All right, I can only speak about America because I am an American. I grew up in Chicago, currently still am. And in America, it's all about personal development. It's all about becoming the better version of yourself. And we take Christianity, especially when we're going through the thick of it, and, and now we're looking for some enlightenment, some encouragement, some forgiveness, and a personal developed version of yourself that then you could kind of like display for old girl or old boy and man oh my god you've changed i want to get back with you i want to get things back together this this just doesn't work that way now does god reconcile people does god make all things new is he able to take a mess of a relationship and restore it absolutely absolutely for sure. But you have to know that he is holy, he is just, and he operates, he doesn't operate, I should say, outside of his holiness. He doesn't make an exception for you just because you wanted to be enlightened. He didn't he did not make an exception for me, for sure. I know that I'm forgiven. I've repented and committed my life to Christ and and from here on out, I live for his glory. I live for the glory of God. And I know that God is he has transformed me completely from the things that I desired in my flesh to seek after in the world. I was a sex addict. Can I just be 100% with you? I was after it. And that's all I cared about. And I was just trying to be a playboy. And in reality, that's not who I really was. That's not who God created me to be. I am made in the image of God. And I took what a gift that God gives us in the covenant of marriage and tainted it and made it a self pleasing uh, 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 thing to serve me, but without any love being put back. It was a corruption of what was supposed to be good, and I corrupted it. I did that, but God has forgiven me, and he has, man, he has taken these desires away. And when I say that, I'm not trying to, uh, you know, speak in hyperbole. This is not some exaggeration. I am honest. I'm being really honest with you. I thought that I could not overcome a lot of these things. A lot of the struggles I thought I would never overcome. Never. But somehow, I have. And guess what? It was not in my own will or my own power, but the power of God who transforms lives. The truth of the matter is, your life is in chaos right now in your relationship with that man or that woman because you don't know who God is and you don't care for him. And you don't desire to live holy and to live for the glory of God in Christ Jesus. Now, it's a beautiful thing that you're, you're, you're getting to this point, but you need to ask yourself a question. If you died right now at this very moment and your, your, your own self was personally developed and now your girlfriend sees the change in you or your boyfriend sees the change in you and now you guys just you guys are back together. Great. I'm happy for you. You stop sleeping around, but what's what's in your heart? Was there any real true repentance? Did they, did God change you? Because I promise you, when he when he changes you, you're not the same. You can't change yourself, only he can. So when he does, you are not the same. Impossible. Now, you're going to struggle, and obviously you're going to have to go through the process of renewing your mind. And being, you know, the Holy Spirit is going to walk you through sanctification and God is going to work in your life. Some things are going to go away mir miraculously, 
But there are some things you're going to struggle with and you're going to have to continuously live a life of repentance. All right. No Christian ever lives a life repenting once and then bam, that's it. No, you start to recognize it. It is Christ and in Christ alone that you could ever be anything. And even when when you feel like you've scratched the surface, you didn't do nothing. Okay. Check your heart and know this, that if you died today, would you go to heaven? Is there a place for you in the kingdom of God? Has Christ recognized you? Has God the Father recognized you through his son, Christ, Jesus? Has he? Because the Bible teaches us that many on that last day would, will go to, to God, to Jesus, and say, Lord, Lord, didn't I cast out demons in your name? Didn't I start listening to that one mega uh, pastor teacher on that TV and develop my life and, you know, stop doing certain things? Didn't I do all of that? Didn't I start going to church? Didn't I say God is good? I never used to say that. And now I'm saying God is good. And you know what the Bible teaches? He says, depart from me, you workers of lawlessness. I never knew you. What is in your heart truly? Again, God is probably using this situation to draw some enlightenment and some truth. And he's, he's trying to expose the error of your ways and the sins that that have cursed in every man on this earth. But know that Jesus said that if you so much as lust in your heart after someone else, you've already committed adultery. That's a commandment in the Bible. Do you hate a brother? Do, do you hate a neighbor? Do you have, uh, have you called someone a fool? Have you had disdain for someone? Well, you don't have to actually pull a trigger to shoot someone down, to commit murder, to commit murder. If you so much as hate your brother in your heart, Bible teaches us you've already committed murder. Have you stolen anything? One little thing? Well, the Bible teaches us that if you steal, you are a thief and you've committed another transgression against the law and that is punishment there's a penalty for these transgressions you deserve hell that is the reality of it but being a transgressor of one part of the law means that you are a transgressor so that doesn't matter if you only felt like you only broke one part of the law and then everything else was solid no you've you've transgressed and all of these all of these uh, Ten Commandments could be summed up to what Jesus told us, that love your neighbor as yourself, <laughs> right? You don't steal from someone else because you wouldn't want someone to steal from you. You don't cheat on your wife or your husband because you wouldn't want them to cheat on you. You don't take another man's woman or another woman's husband because that would be something you will not tolerate in your own personal life. It is a sin against you, but God views it as a sin and it's in people's hearts. And for that reason, he tells us that we are far from him. And in that sin, we are dead. You can't save yourself. No personal development book could ever change you enough to truly, truly save you from the corruption of sin that you have reeking out of you. We are all fallen individuals, and I have to understand that. Here's the good news, though. Jesus came and he died on the cross for those sins. That whoever believes in him and confesses that he is Lord and Savior, will be saved. Saved from what? From the sin that you so desperately love and cling to. Lust, the pride of life, the pride of possessions, the lust of the flesh, 
sexual uh, immorality, you know, drunkenness, hatred, addiction, success, money, all these things that we look for, especially in America, to fulfill a void, it doesn't suffice. And those are false idols, and God is against idols. I don't mean to come strong. What I what I mean to do is to to really share with you that even if you came to God because what what's happening in the culture is scaring you, okay, cool. God is using that. I, I honestly believe that He is using that. He is drawing you. He's opening your eyes and and He's He's letting you know, hey, there is chaos in the culture. There is chaos in this world. But I'm here to tell you, there has been chaos in your heart. The culture is just showing what is in everyone's heart, finally just giving out. And God just say, here, I'm going to turn you to your ways because you clearly don't want me. You want what you want, which is your own relative truth, the one you make up in your head and then tell everybody that they need to bow down to. Otherwise, you are an offensive person, a bigot. This is not to put you down. This is to make you realize that there is forgiveness in Christ and God can transform. But you have to understand that he's not doing this so you can sleep with your girlfriend again and she can finally just, you know, open your up her arms to you and, and that everything's back to normal and there's no actual fruit being produced in your life with evidence of conversion. Nothing changes. You may stop doing drugs. You may stop sleeping around. But you might then take that same thing and then put it into your work to your success or even into each other worshiping each other i would do anything for you boo i'll do anything for you babe you're my life you're my world how can i move on without you no 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 right that stuff is a real thing and we do this we can't stop worshiping somehow all right whether it's drugs sex money you know success uh, i mean Whatever. Doesn't suffice, does it? We just never do. It's not enough. I hope that you get to the point where you realize that Jesus is saying, come to me as you are. Take my yoke upon you because my yoke is light. Cast your cares on me because I care for you. If you're at a place right now where you feel like everything is crumbling, God is calling you to him. But you have to understand that the consequences, they're not going away. But if you're truly saved, right? Truly regenerated, God has opened your eyes and he and maybe this podcast is helping you see uh, or realize what's up, then know that you are no longer the same. And God will finish the good work he started in you. And I would just say, get plugged into a very biblical body a church a local church and 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 submit there all right sit under there meet with people share with them with who you are with what's happening what, what's god doing with you and then from there you will be strengthened seek him in prayer and know that god god is going to make some changes in your life and things are not going to be the same and I can't guarantee things are going to be perfect between you and that loved one. Like, they're not going to be for me. But God makes all things new. And I think I'm more free. I am not just more free. I am free. I am free. And I am at a place where I 
I really wish I was before years ago, but it's okay. I am in Christ now and I'm good. And I'm still going to take care of my kiddo and I'm still going to do what's right and be faithful with right with, with with what's right in front of me. That is what I'm trying to say. All right, guys. I hope that I mean, I don't even know how I can finish this. What all I can say is this. In the midst of your chaos, know that Christ is with you. Don't run from him. Turn to him. Repent of your sins. Confess him. Ask for forgiveness. And then from there, seek to follow him in his word. I hope this has blessed you. I hope that this is uh, giving you something to really think about and chew on. Please send me a voice message of prayer requests. If you want me to walk through the Bible with you, we could go through John. I'm down. You want me to pray for you? I'm down. If you want me to help you find a local body that is biblical and will you know, properly teach the scriptures in its proper contra- context with sound doc- doctrine, uh, please let me know. I'll do that work. Heck yeah. Um, this, is, this podcast is not a church. I'm just a brother in Christ who just cares about other people and, and wants to see them come to know who Christ is as well. So again, in the midst of chaos, Christ is there. God bless you. Till next time.